0: the Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific, near koroi, Hawkins. Coming up first...
1: The forum will uh, not experience what we had in the past with the fracture that we had.
0: Pacific leaders arriving into Fiji for forum meeting also...
2: Full membership is important to sit down with the Melanesian leaders and then address the root cause.
0: Free West Papua Movement lobbies for support in Suva and later on... Normally we we send
3: another group in February to help with the harvest. Well, that group now is not
0: going. Cyclone-impacted Pacific RSC workers are down on their luck but overwhelmed by generosity in Hawke's Bay. Pacific leaders are trickling into Nandi in Fiji for an all-important special leaders' retreat on Thursday. Top of the agenda for the Pacific Islands Forum special leaders' retreat will be welcoming Kiribati back into the fold discussions will also include treated nuclear wastewater dumping by Japan and the official handover of the forum chair role from the Fiji Prime Minister Sitivini Rambuka, to the Cook Islands Prime Minister Mark Brown. Lady Lewis is preparing to travel to Fiji to cover the meeting. She filed this report in the leader.
4: This special Pacific Islands Forum Leaders Retreat is all about regional unity. With
1: the, the resumption of our face-to-face meetings it's very likely that the forum will uh, not experience what we had in the past with the fracture that we had simply because members weren't able to sit down and, and talk through things the pacific way
4: Kiribati's withdrawal last year shook regional unity especially because it was a departure from work that had been done to mend a rift with micronesia a lot of work has been done since to convince Kiribati to rejoin the forum It is expected that will officially be confirmed at this meeting, and work will begin on delivering on promises made to Micronesia in the Suva agreement. Incoming forum chair and Cook Islands Prime Minister Mark Brown says welcoming Kiribati back into the fold is top of mind for him.
1: One thing we have to be clear is that all of the forum, one of the things that we hold very dear is the independence and sovereignty of member nations so we respect decisions made independently by countries but we know that as a region collectively we can also uphold some very strong positions on a regional basis it's very likely that the forum will not experience what we had in the past with the fracture that we had.
4: Tonga's Prime Minister Huakada Meileko Siaosi Sovelani expects the issues that have affected forum unity to be settled in Nandi.
3: But now Kiribati is back in. So the forum is back together. We went through you know huge challenges, but all credit to the forum, the leaders. We managed to uh, get the forum back together. So that says a lot about, you know, the, the our willingness to actually, you know, stay united.
4: Also on the agenda is the 2050 Blue Pacific Strategy, a long-term development pathway which is touted as integral to maintaining regional unity amid simmering geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China. Henry Puna says the strategy, signed by the leaders, is very much based on the Forum family moving forward as one. The U.S. has formally recognized it, and Mr. Puna says it's his job to engage China.
2: At the operational level, our future looks secure. Yes, we are the subject of geopolitical interests from around the world, particularly when the Solomon Islands signed their security deal with China. But I can assure you that all is well now with the foreign family.
4: Later this year, the Pacific Leaders will be hosted in Rarotonga by Cook Islands for the official Pacific Leaders Summit, Micronesian presidents have also signalled a potential visit to the Pacific by the U.S. President Joe Biden. It's unclear, though, if this will be part of the Rarotonga meeting.
0: Still in Fiji, as the forum leaders work to settle issues around regional unity, top officials from the Free West Papua movement are also in Nandi to convince leaders to back their full membership into the Melanesian spearhead group. The head of the United Liberation Movement for West Papua, Benny Wenda, is in Fiji and has been there since Monday last week, meeting community groups, local NGOs and church leaders. Mr Wenda says they've been lobbying to be accorded full membership to the Melanesian grouping for the past decade, but so far they've been left out of the sub-regional bloc. He spoke to RNZ Pacific's Calvin Anthony.
2: For the moment, just working with the NGOs and uh, visiting all the chiefs and uh, also the churches like PCC and Pacific um, Theological College here.
5: Under the previous PG government, it would have been difficult to get this conversation happening. How important is it for you to be in the country at this moment?
2: Yes, I think, yeah, previous government was, uh, you know, a little bit difficult because we are our application for full membership. We are lobby for last 10 years and uh, we've been left out and uh, Indonesia was associate member and, uh, you know, sitting with the Melanesian leader, but uh, we left out and I think for for good now because new government is also uh, uh, outspoken about West Papua and when the opposition and also you may know the current Prime Minister Rambuka was bring uh, uh, Fiji to join the Melanesia. He's a founding father of the, you know, Fiji bring join the Melanesia. Uh, so I hope that he knows where I'm coming from. So our aim is full membership is important to sit down with the Melanesian leaders and then address the root cause of the issue because if you, you know, like observer, you cannot address properly. We're just outside and that's why it's important and we are entitled to become a full member. No question, because by DNA, by race, we are the Melanesia, Melanesia principle, Melanesia setting up for the liberate and decolonize all the Melanesia, including Kanak and West Papua. You know, this is stated by the founding father of Vanuatu, father Waterlini Vanuatu not free until Melanesian, other Melanesian brothers and sisters, West Papua, Kana'a not free.
5: The Pacific Forum leaders are meeting this week. Do you have any message for them?
2: Yes, I think that my message is very clear because Pacific Island Forum communicate clearly saying that they are com- they, they are signing, they agree, including New Zealand and Australia, demand the UN High Commissioner to visit West Papua, and uh, but Indonesia yet not allowed. So I think it's a good time to recall and last three years because of the pandemic, because of the uh, internal politics, like uh, you know, uh, other Polynesia, uh, Micronesia left the PIF and that's a little bit but I hope that this meeting will uh, also they recall what they uh, agree upon the UNI Commission it so that's very important.
5: Now Mr Wender, just quickly pivoting on to the issue of the New Zealand pilot who's been captured by the Papuan Liberation Army Rebel Group do you have any comments?
2: I, yeah, I already made a statement that it's really uh, sad, but uh, also uh, I sympathy with the, uh, the New Zealand people and uh, the family. And this is out of my control. And uh, I already said that we, I, the, you know, our request to release. Partly this is happening because Indonesia uh, delayed the UNI Commissioner visit to West Papua to see, because the place where exactly happening is, you know, hundreds of thousands of displaced since 2018 up to now is almost uh, you know displaced in Duga in Tanjaya, uh, Maibarat, and also Oxibil. So this happening right now is I would say it's like you know warning Indonesia that uh, let the Indonesia in, uh, Indonesia let the UN High Commission visit that they're ignoring last three years is partly I don't know is revenge or Indonesia trying to manipulate this to look at this is you cannot fish it or they want to bring more military to displace the region because of indonesia are now building the papua highway uh, you know cut the trees uh, you know build the roads in the name of the development that is the reason why this all complex becoming complexity so i call the you know agianus and his group holding this i peacefully need to release and indonesia consider what uh, they are demanding
5: are you claiming that the indonesian government could use the situation for their own benefit, that is to stop the UN Human Rights Commissioner to visit the region.
2: Yes, because you know that uh, New Zealand Prime Minister, Foreign Minister, went 2000, uh, last year went to UN uh, Geneva and uh, uh, asked uh, UNI Commissioner visit. That's one. Secondly, uh, New Zealand also uh, make a statement and Human Rights Council for uh, un- eight country, including the United States, Australia, and a few country uh, that demand uh, you know visit or UNI Commissioner visit and also fully investigate what happening in West Papua human rights abuses so that's Indonesia used uh, this is a part of the delay tactic and then used innocent people become a uh, victim like the you know our brother from the new zealand we are not enemy with the new zealand people we are not enemy. we are the very good also uh, you know new zealand a very uh, so supporter of the west papua and we believe we know and i don't think this group can harm the pilot we i'm gu- guarantee but unless indonesia manipulate to manipulate the situation that's what my concern
0: A Samoa seasonal work recruiter says his team in Hawke's Bay have been overwhelmed by generosity after his workers were rescued from the accommodation rooftop during Cyclone Gabriel. Valia Lili Seasonal Workers Program founder Tuatangaloa Joe Annandale says all his team was safe and accounted for. He speaks to Caleb Fotheringham about the current situation.
3: I'm absolutely happy or thrilled, first of all, that everybody survived evacuated very quickly. Those boys that were on the roof were my, our boys from here. And of course, they got taken out of danger. But up to this point, they have been overwhelmed with the generosity and the love and the care that has been shown by their employers, Mr. Apple and of course, uh, Johnny Appleseed. A lot of the boys didn't even have suitcases. They had just a backpack when they went to New Zealand. But now they've got suitcases, got all the clothing they need. And they're being fed very, very well. And the new accommodation that they've been reallocated to is great. The other thing that has been a great relief is the fear that I had or we had here that a lot of them would have to come home because there's no work for them. But I've been assured by Johnny Appleseed that there is enough work for them over there cleaning up. And, of course, there is some crop to be harvested, not as much as, of course, uh, pre-cyclone so they don't have to be uh, sent back home, not just yet anyway.
6: Where are they staying at the moment? They're in different places, of course.
3: I can't name them one by one, but what I can say is that they're all safe, they're very comfortable, they're very appreciative, and they're working. They've got work. They've got a lot
6: of of work to do. And obviously, we were talking about those were the guys who were on top of that roof. Were they pretty frightened (laughs) when that was happening? Well, of
3: course, yes. They would have been. The water was was coming up higher and higher. There was certainly fear, but it was great that they had the good sense to climb up to higher ground, which was the roof of that house, (laughs) uh, you know,
6: to save themselves. Obviously, Sam gets a few cyclones. Do you think that knowledge of being in cyclones and maybe some of those guys have experienced some pretty terrible weather, do you think that might have helped them out a bit? I think so. Our
3: cyclones are a little different. Being an island with water around us, it's a slightly different experience. Our cyclones tend to linger around for about three days, strong winds. And uh, when they happen, if the winds are blowing very, very hard, then, of course, there's little rain. And then the winds subside, and, of course, the rains come in, and then you have the floods. But it's a, a very similar experience, probably more intense, the winds, but we're a resilient people. <laughs> we, we know how to, to sleep in the sand and uh, live on nothing for a day or two. It's, it's inconvenient and uh, stressful at times, but we're, we're a resilient people, and uh, that would have helped for sure.
6: In terms of the people who are looking to be deployed, are the companies still keen to take them on? We
3: had a big group that was supposed to leave this week uh, to go to Hawke's Bay to help with the harvest. The boys that we have there, that, that are there now, were the, the, the group that left before Christmas to do the trimming and, and pruning and that sort of stuff to get the trees ready for the, for the harvest. Normally, we, we send another group in February to help with the harvest. Well, that group now is not going, and they're here in Samoa now. That's the only downside of everything that's happened. We have no work for them, obviously, There's a thought that we might relocate, if possible, relocate them to Australia, where there's a huge demand for workers right now. So that's a possibility. But again, it'll take a bit of work to do that. How are they feeling? That's very, very sad. We've gone through the whole process, our process here. All the airfares are being paid and ready to, to get on the plane. But then we got notice late last week from our partners in New Zealand say that sorry, no point in bringing them up because there won't be any work for them. But there's enough work for those who are already there. So uh, it's a blessing to those in New Zealand right now, but not for for those who are are here now, stuck here.
6: I can imagine the people who are stuck there don't have any work as well because they would have prepared to go to New Zealand.
3: It's sad. We had a session with the boys that are stuck here now that are not going, asking them to indicate whether they're prepared to go to Australia. We hadn't even finished asking the question and the hands were up. Yes, they all want to go. (laughs) Even the 18 year olds that we can send to New Zealand, raise their hands, but unfortunately in Australia, they only allow 21 and over in age, which is unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So there's some Fifty or so boys that, that were to go to New Zealand. We're hoping that we can send them to Australia instead in the next
0: weeks. A team leader of a Fijian RSC worker group says his team of twenty-one is safe in Flaxmere Community Center in Hastings. During and after the storm, the group were forced to move through three different shelters. They've been doing their part, making themselves useful in the recovery, helping the communities in need as they helped them in return. Alucio Calondau says they worked for Taylor Corps Hawke's Bay Apples. He spoke of their ordeal, which started on the night of the storm when, with waters rising, they left their accommodation in Haumuana and headed for the hills.
1: we all good right now, and we at uh, Flexmere right now. We've been uh, provided. Uh Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they've given us blankets and some other clothes and pillows. And even so many clothes. There's more than enough that we have. And also the Fijian community, they came last two days. They brought us some, some of our needs. And at the moment, uh, we're okay.
6: And so have you been in contact with your family?
1: Uh, yes, uh, through Viber. Because uh, when things started at it was the network all, all down. So we managed to contact them in Hastings uh, Sports Centre. And after that, we came here, and I spoke the news here at uh, New Zealand on behalf of our friends here, back home. We're all good, and also we sent it through the newspaper in Fiji. Our president of the Fijian community here in New Zealand, he took up for pictures and he sent it to the commissioner of Fiji. It reached the newspaper back in Fiji, just to let them know that uh, the family, they are well healthy now. Yeah.
6: Awesome. Uh And can you, can you tell me just how, how it all rolled out during the storm?
1: Well, first day I, sh- I heard the news that uh, it will come. I heard the, uh, saw it on the Facebook, then I saw that uh, the cyclone is coming to other side. So what I did, I, where, where we live in is in Hamwana. Uh, what I did, I went to the sea, seashore, I, I hold one stick and I just uh, put it next to where the sand is. And in the night time, about uh, 12 a.m., the next day, I went and checked it. I could see the the sign of the waves going up. So I came and I told all the boys, our 20 boys, just to grab what they need at the moment. And I told them, by 12, uh, by next morning I'll let you know. So when I went and checked in the morning, I could see the rise of the seeds getting up. And I told them... And we have to leave. Before we leave, I went to the fire station. There's a fire station next to us in Hamwana. And I asked them, where should we go to for, just in case for the emergency? And they told us to go up to the hill where Hamwana primary school. So we managed to run right up there and we stayed there. And uh, we are the first arrival there. And as soon as we arrived, we could see some kids and uh, family already there. And we were waiting for the community to, to come to organize what to be needed. Then uh, I saw one of the caretakers there, his name is Paul, he's a great man, and we asked him what to be done, and he said, oh, just, uh, just relax. And uh, us in Fiji, we don't relax, we just, you know, do whatever you need. So what we did, we tried to put all the tables aside for other people to come in, just to stay. Then we managed to cook some food that we have while we, we took it up and we managed to share our foods and some other people, they brought some other foods. Then we managed to clean and to cook to other people that uh, arrived. They were so happy and we sang a hymn and, and then the, night, the last night we spent there, we managed to be a security guard. Three person uh, start from 8 till 10 and 10 to 12, 12 to 2 until early in the morning when we left from there. And we were told to leave uh, from that side, uh, from Hamwana Primary School, because of uh, just an emergency up there. So we were told to come down to Hastings uh, Centre. We came down and they provide everything that what we need. And there's so many clues. We were surprised that we were agreed and welcomed to that place. We, we wrote down our names and uh, contact number and what uh, company we work under. Then the next day, we asked our community, if possible, if we could help them. So we managed to help each and every one, gathering all the clothes and helping people who bring in all the stocks and helping other people that came and helped everyone who were doing cooking. And from there, we came straight here in Flexme. And here we are, we saw the same uh, situation that happened to us since we was there. We came here, they helped us, and also we helped them. And we came back in, and uh, our boss arrived. And I uh, got shocked that we were all safe, nothing happened. Everybody was safe. Till that time Until now, we were so blessed to work for two days.
0: That's specific waves for today. Remember, you can download us for free to your device from Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Looking for a next time more.